Mamas, New Year's is finally here. 2019 has arrived. And what does that mean? New Year's resolutions. If you have a New Year's resolution to shed some pounds, get that pre-baby body back, um, start a fitness journey, or enhance the one that you were already on, do that with Zaya Activewear. One of the most motivational ways I can think of, and it helps me stay active in the gym and stay on track, is getting brand new activewear. There's nothing more motivational than showing up to the gym in brand new activewear you feel comfortable and confident in that you want to flaunt off. I love getting Zaya Active deliveries. If you haven't heard of Zaya Active before, they are a Utah-based, right here in Salt Lake City, active lifestyle brand, and they have the most incredible leggings and so much more. They have a men's line. They just recently launched Zaya Kids, and they have accessories. Try the Uplift if you haven't already. But if you are looking for super high quality premium activewear, Zaya is your place. You can try Zaya at myzaya.com slash Emma Dawn. Today we are here at Mountain West Cider, Hard Cider in Salt Lake City. Yes, I'm so excited because I, coming from Portland, am a cider girl. And this is the one and only that I have found here in Utah. So I'm super pumped to be here. I'm a little fan girl right now. So <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. And we are in in the cidery today. We are here. We've got some bottles of some cider. We're going to be chatting about them and drinking them. And don't don't mind that it's 930, y'all. Fine. Come on, Tara. <laughs> I told you not to tell anybody. Hey, now. It's okay. 930 at night. Yes. We'll go with that. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> We're full of We're life. brunching. <laughs> yes. It's brunch. I haven't had breakfast yet, so all good. I'm going to go eat after this. Yes. So we are literally brunching. We are literally brunching. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here with Jennifer. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and you are, what is your role here? Are you owner, manager? Yeah. Uh, so Jennifer Carlton, just want to say pleasure to have you guys. Um, my husband and I are founders of Mountain West Hard Cider. Um with that comes every other responsibility. So I'm janitor. I am <laughs> uh, production, sales, you name it. So we're kind of, I've got my hands in everything. But yeah, my husband and I founded Mountain West Hard Cider um, in 2014. So we've been, um, we opened our doors in 2015. So we're about three and a half years into this fun venture. That's so Fine. exciting. Yeah, I I'm obsessed with your labeling, mm -hmm. by the way. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I love our labeling too. Early on, um, when this was just a concept, I wanted to make sure that we, our brand was kind of representative of who we are. Very simple, um, clean lines. Um, I didn't want like talking trees or trees <laughs> right, throwing apples right. at each other, you know, like I, I just wanted a simple, sophisticated, kind of gender neutral feel, look and feel. Yeah, you nailed um, it. So thank you. Now we worked with a great firm here locally, Love Communications, that just saw our vision and, and we're able to create it. So they've done an amazing job. We should uh, talk to them about our labels. Right. Yep. So we are, um, we're in the works of some uh, private labeling projects. You don't are. Don't give it away. Don't. Yet. <laughs> Our last episode was, we have secrets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so don't. My husband looked at that and he's like, oh my gosh, could that be any more clickbait? <laughs> I, I never thought I was going to be into clickbaiting, but it I take like, the most profound moment of our podcast to me, and I use that as the title. And there have been titles of Is My Baby in Danger? Right. We have secrets. Right. Um, and it's just, and I guess it's clickbait. Maybe clickbait comes natural to me because I hate it when I see it because I. Do you fall uh, victim to it? Yes, all the time. And I, I religiously follow people who do, like, those cheesy little YouTube videos, like David Dobrik. And so, like, I watch something stupid at night, yeah, so, like, right. before I go to bed. Yeah. So I don't have, like, thoughts of Crazy. running my business yeah. and yeah. appointments right. and meeting right. with people and, like, just all the pressure. So I watch something really stupid. And it's, like, shooting your friends with paintball guns or, like, setting a basketball hoop on fire. Like, those are his videos. Right. <laughs> but, like, they're so... 
clickbait and it frustrates me so bad because I'm like, wait, I thought something really cool was going to happen and it's just not water balloon fighting his friend's backyard. Right, like it's right. something super stupid. That's funny. That is funny. My <laughs> mindless uh, end of night is the Kardashians. So I might need to, you know, switch yeah. over, find some new material. But. Oh, I, I watch the Kardashians. I'm obsessed with uh, the Real Housewives. Real Housewives, of course. I love the Real Housewives. Anything you don't have to think about before you go to yes. bed is always a good thing. See, I'm so glad we connected because I get all kinds of shit all the time from Mike or anybody else because I watch the trashiest TV. But I watch it because it's trash TV. Like right. I don't it's have intentional. I can like look at somebody else's like life circling down the drain for 45 minutes <laughs> and then I can go to bed feeling a little bit better about myself at night. Right? Right? <laughs> well, and I think also like as women who not only have like real corporate jobs, but then we also have our side hustle, like our passion projects, like our minds are constantly full, constantly going. So to have something that we can do that is mindless and kind of unwind from all of that, I think is super important because otherwise we'll just, you know, we would just be here drinking cider all day long and you would like, Jennifer would have to like drag us out. Be like, all right guys. We did a little tour of, um, the cidery, I guess is what is that what you call it? Yep, a cidery, yep. and it is so charming. It's so cute. You guys I would done like, an amazing job. Thank you. I would so hang out here. I would. Yeah, you'd have to kick me out. There's like cool art on the walls. There's a cider garden. Who does the art, by the way? Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the one of our missions, if you will, when we came uh, came to be, was to make sure we supported the local community as much as possible. Um, in addition to being a Utah-owned company, we try to source all of our ingredients locally. We also wanted to support local business owners, local people who just need a platform. So we are part of Gallery Stroll. Um, I know we're kind of off that downtown Broadway, you know, Gallery Stroll Central, but um, we do get a lot of folks come through here who are able to come and have a tasting of cider and view our our artists. We switch out artists every quarter um, throughout the year. We don't charge the artists to showcase their art. We don't take anything off the top it's free to them to oh, that's nice that's so yeah great. it's fun for us too because um every artist that comes through there you know you could have somebody that's you know very whimsical or very landscape and it changes the whole vibe in here oh, yeah, and it's I always bet. so cool so people yeah. look forward to coming in seeing what's new on the walls and um so gallery stroll between five and seven the third friday of every month you can come and Meet the current artist, and obviously, if you want to buy, yeah. uh, you can. But if not, just have a cider and check out the great, great local artists we have here. Yeah, yeah. we should There's definitely get that info in the description, so people we who are will. listening can can get that on their calendars. Yeah, I'll take yeah. a note of that yeah. for sure. Yeah, because that sounds because because that'll be my note to come. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be my reminder to show up. I'll do that. When I lived in <laughs> Vegas, they used to have like a Friday thing once a month, and it was super funky, super cool, like food trucks, like yeah. sculptors, like hanging out on the sidewalks. Awesome, so cool. Just, it was yeah, it was super yeah. cool. We're trying to create that vibe here. It's we're limit little limited in like what we can do sure. currently. Sure. You know, we can only do a five ounce tasting, but. We have secrets, too. We're working on changing that. So hopefully in the next Whoa. couple months, we'll have a more open environment here where you can come and enjoy a full pint or, you know. Wow. Um, yeah. So you know, more to come on that. But. Just kind of catching up to the rest of the world here. Yeah. Here in Utah. And I'm also going to start putting the link to the um, website where you can go in and you can, what is it, like an online petition? Yes. To yep. sign up and support the mission to change the liquor and alcohol laws here in Utah. Yep. Yep. We need to keep that in our, in our description. You know, nobody needs to be <laughs> stumbling down the sidewalk in a public no. place, but no. we need to be able to act like grown-up adults. Yes. yes. It's <laughs> accountability and responsibility for our own actions. It's, yeah. It's amazing what actually most of the world is capable of. Right. Outside of Utah. Yeah. And what I think is funny is, like, I, uh, Mike has a friend, my boyfriend Mike has a friend who lives on Ninth South. Well, for now, his house recently caught on fire. But, uh, no, they're going to get it fixed. It's fine. Um, but there's always, like, 
homeless people like wandering around down by his house and I'm like you live in a very funky area my friend um but like they'll sit there with like 40s oh yeah or clearly you know engaging in some bath salt activity <laughs> and I'm like why are they not getting in trouble but responsible reasonable good time having adults are constantly punished here yep it's very strange very strange I think that their yeah their priorities are a little off. The fact that mothers here can't bring their strollers in because they're under age and right. you know purchase something. Right. And right. meanwhile, we're in a very residential community, at least a growing, yeah. vastly growing yeah. residential community. And yeah, I'm sorry, leave your stroller outside. That is one place where I will break the rules. Right. You yes. can come in. Yes, you get yes. in here. Come on in. You want a piece of art or a sweatshirt? Come yeah. on in. Come on in. Also, get your cider fill. Yeah. Stroll at home with your baby. Not a big deal. Yeah. Not a big deal. So, Jennifer, I'm curious. How did you guys get started with the cidery? Is it a passion that you and your husband had always had? How did this all come about? Yeah. Um, well, so I have never been a big beer drinker. I just never liked the way it made me feel. I don't have celiacs, but I definitely have a sensitivity to gluten. Okay. So, so I was kind of always searching for that alternative to beer. Um, drank a lot of wine. Don't get me wrong. I love wine. I love my vodka. But, um, you know, there's only so much you can drink. Yes. Um, so it really started um, as kind of just just liking the taste, liking, um, liking the way it made me feel. Um, my husband and I were both in the financial services industry. And with that, we had the uh, ability to travel and, um, through our travels through Europe and Ireland specifically, we were in Ireland. I fell in love with the ciders that they had there, not just the big national balmers, you know, the big brands, but they also had these little, um, cider offerings at every little bar tavern that you'd go to. Oh. These, you know, little cities throughout Ireland. And I just, I just liked it. So we came back here, fast forward, Utah does not have much cider no, at all. No, um, and what they did have was not what I wanted. You know, yeah. they had the really sweet kind of um, sugary in your face yeah. ciders yeah. that, you know, the trees throwing apples yes, and things, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and which I just, I didn't care for. So, um we just, you know what? We did a little research. Yeah. There is a small apple growing region here in Utah and talked to them to see if they could supply our apples. We, uh, um, fast forward, we, we started our own business. The passion was always there to do okay. our own thing eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Just what, just what that, that was, was. <laughs> didn't come to light until, you know, a couple of years ago. So. That's uh, so cool. Yeah, it's a fun industry to be yeah. in. It's it's ever growing. I mean, you were saying with your experience in the Pacific Northwest, I mean, especially there, the Great Lakes around um, the Northeast, there's these large pockets of cideries. I'm proud to say that we're the only dedicated cidery yeah. here in Utah. So um, great. Yeah, yeah it's cool. fun. And we, we make the type of product that I like to drink. So. Good, good, <laughs> good. Well, and you have some for us to taste yeah. today, so why don't we do. talk about this first one? Sure. So the first one you're going to try, um, we we like to go in our tastings light, lightest to kind of heaviest um, um, as far as mouthfeel. The first one you're going to try is Seven Mile. Seven Mile is our session cider. Um, it's funny because the term session was originally coined in, in the beer world in Germany. Right. And what it meant essentially was you can have multiple of that in a single drinking session. So they tended to be lower alcohol offerings. Got it. Okay. I think we were one of the first ciders to actually put a session, session label on our, on our product. I oh, now cool. see like two or three out there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Seven Mile is our session cider. It's a little lower in alcohol than our other offerings. It comes in at 5%, where our others are between 6 and 9. And traditionally, ciders are between 6 and 8%. Right. Um, Seven Mile, what you'll find, it's very light, very crisp, very refreshing. A lot more of a green apple note. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's like a Granny Smith. It's really nice. Yeah, I was just smelling it. It's very appley. Like it you almost can pick looks up. like the King's Raven Chardonnay. It does almost <laughs> look like that. It has a Chardonnay yellow mm -hmm. to it. Yes. Oh, wow. That's good. Thank you. Oh, that's yummy. It's yes. a lot different than the you really... apple orchard rosé that I've been 
grabbing six packs of. <laughs> it's angry it like has that, that sour apple, that granny Smith apple flavor to it. And that's a component of so the the thing about our ciders, they're all natural, they're gluten-free, there's no artificial colors, flavors, um, aromas. Um, so all of our all of our ciders are made out of a blend of apples that we can find here locally from the Mountain West region. Um, so the, the thing that kind of sets it apart is when you ferment a product, you need a yeast to kind of inoc- you inoculate the juice and that kind of... Um, starts fermentation, basically taking those sugars and turning into alcohol. But it's also a very, it, it, um, the yeast, obviously, and the apples contribute to the final taste. So literally with every one of our products, we have selected a different yeast to bring out different characteristics in the apples. So you'll find that as we kind of progress through. Oh, our interesting. So you use a different yeast to yield a different flavor yep. in combination with the apples. Correct. Yep. Oh, yeah. I learn something new every day, I swear to God. I know, I love this podcast. It's super fun. I know. I'm doing all <laughs> kinds of stuff. I love it. I can keep coming with it. Now, I, uh, it's funny. I occasionally will sit in the tasting room and just, like, jump in and help out, and I'll start to take a tour, and our tours yeah. are usually about 30 minutes. Okay. I get just long-winded, and <laughs> I've got the tasting room. People like, it's time for them to leave. You know, right, you're, right. you're going overboard. Um, just handcuff them to the wall. Right. But it is, it, there's a lot of fun information. I mean, cider making, I it's much like wine. It's just, instead of grapes, it's apples. Yeah. So it's the yeah. same, same concept. But, uh, yeah, ours is fun, though. Um, like I said, we source locally. But with that, um, our fruit blend changes throughout the year, um, which makes it fun, too, because yeah. we know in the beginning of the year we might have, say, more red apples. Um, then it, later in the year we might have more green apples. So the color changes, slight variation in, in flavors. But it's always, like, every batch is a little different, which I think is really cool. It, like, adds to our kind of craft. Yeah, that. I love that. I feel like um, like small, smaller wineries are the same way too, right? In in the growth of the grape, the environment, you know, all of that kind of stuff. It'll essentially stay the same, but it's just slight variations, which kind of I like. I like knowing that it's like, oh, this is going to be just a little bit different this mm-hmm. time. It's more, yeah, it's more crafty, more original, yes. more yeah. authentic than yeah. something you could just pick up. Yep. That's the mass same produced. way, you know, like mass, mass produced, produced, right? Yeah, yeah. Which then you always get into like, what other kind of crap are they putting in there? Yeah, yeah. right, right. I like that. I like, and I love, have always loved, you know, supporting local businesses, and to the extent of you know sourcing locally, you know, whether it be you know the apples or the yeast or the you know the designers of your logos and you know all of that. I think keeping all of that local is so important, and I love that. And you guys are. You know, just one of the many small companies that we've had a you know the pleasure of and the luxury of talking to that do that, and I just I I love it. Absolutely. I love it. It just yeah, like makes my little fun. Grinch heart grow that much bigger. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's an ice cold queen. I love you so much. <laughs> Seven o'clock this morning, I was an ice cold queen too. Um, yes. I've got cider now, so we're good. Right now, community is oh. very important. Yes, too. it really is. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. We'll, we'll also um, grab pictures of all of these too. Oh, absolutely. And put yeah. them so up. Go check out our Instagram at Mommy Wines Podcast. Yes. You can also follow us personally. I'm at Emma underscore Dawn. Tara is underscore nourished that soul. Yep, there you go. You can say, I'll let you say that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awful. It is. Cool. Well, let's do another one. Does Mountain West have an Instagram account? Can we follow you guys we on do. social media? I think it's MTNWST, Mountain West. Um, and then, yeah, we're on Facebook. I think we even have Snapchat now. Oh, uh, yeah. We're on all the... Wow. Yeah, we're, we're cool. Over yeah. Here. <laughs> You're such a hit. Oh, I really... This is always the best sound. I don't know right. who's going to... Oh, yeah. It caught <laughs> it. We got that. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah fun stuff so the next one we're going to be trying is our cottonwood dry hop cider um, this is the one that i actually this is the first one that i tried from you guys this so, is a good one yeah, this this is like this, uh, this is one of our most popular um adding hops to a cider is not unco- uncommon at all in fact i would argue you're you're not a cidery that should be even on the map if you don't have a hopped version 
Um, for us, we, again, source locally. We, we uh, receive our hops from Colorado. They're centennial hops. Um, we add them in final stages of fermentation. So the hops are not overwhelming or, you know, it's very light, very delicate. It's a nice, um, nice herbaceous like aromas, a little bit of citrusy. I also get a juniper kind of finish, which is really mm -hmm. nice. This is one of our most popular because what we're finding is a lot of those um, beer enthusiasts or like craft beer um, folks who are looking for something different. Um, yeah. You know, they're gravitating toward toward cottonwood as, as an alternative to beer. Um, in it's that very regard. refreshing and light. Yes. And yeah. like for some, like I also don't like beer. I've never been a fan so for me, going to like a backyard barbecue or like a sporting event or something like that was always kind of like a pain in the ass for me because I could either drink wine out of a solo cup and feel like that weird one out. <laughs> Which also doesn't, let's just be honest, I mean, it's going to do the job, but it's not going to taste anything out of a solo cup. Right. <laughs> but this is totally, like I've turned to ciders before. And I've never been, like, a cider enthusiast or, like, a beer enthusiast, but I might become one. Because, yeah, this is fun. This I'm is really good. literally, like, obsessed with your packaging. I think we should go down there and talk to that person. Yes, absolutely. Because. Yeah, they did a beautiful job. They like, the that. can, if you can yeah. tell, like, there's, like, a picture in the background. Yeah, mm -hmm. and yeah. I'm assuming that's Utah. That is. So, all of our ciders are named after canyons in the state of Utah. So, obviously, everybody recognizes uh, Cottonwood, Seven Mile Ruby, Desolation, even Stillwater is a canyon. Um, yeah, so what we tried to do was with the imagery in the background is take a, you know, there's a photo of the canyon. Um, so a lot of, if you go to our website, www.mountainwestsider.com, um, you can actually see all the imagery for each of our lines. And it, there's also little descriptors there of each oh, of our cool. products. So. And I love cool. a hop cider. So again, I think we're... I think fate has brought all of us non-beer drinkers together to talk about ciders because um, I am not a beer drinker either. Um, and so when I first started to fall in love with ciders, and I really loved them, but again, you know, the big mass-produced ones are all just way too sweet, way too sugary. Very sweet. Very, like, solid. Yes. Like, it feels very heavy when you drink them. Yeah. And then as we started to kind of, you know, learn more about them and find more about them in Portland and drinking them and loving them. I was like, yeah, like I'm in. And then I remember the first time I tried a hopped one and I was like, this is like the perfect blend of a beer and a cider. So it's not that uber sweet, but it's not that super hoppy. My husband drinks like the, you know, double IPA, double IPA, but like yeah. your face, like just like shrivels up. It's like so bitter. Um, but he even loves the, the hop ciders, you know, and he's like a big, like IPA drinker and Joe, when I bring I you're home, listening. don't be so bitter. <laughs> <laughs> he is an avid listener. So he's super <laughs> jealous of this. Um, but he loves these too. He loves the hop ciders. So I'm going to have to let him know that you guys will like to send some home with you. Oh, he'd be so happy. It's very yeah. refreshing. Yeah. It's really great. And it's not super hoppy. Like no. that's always my biggest complaint with beers is is the hoppiness. I don't love that at all. And this is so smooth and so mild. And then you get, of course, like all the wonderful characteristics of the cider too. I love it. That was intentional. We, uh, we do add the hops in secondary fermentation. So they're not in there the entire time that it's fermenting. Cause it would, it was actually, we did try it and it was a little overwhelming. So, yeah. um, yeah. but yeah, I definitely just wanted something that kind of gave a little nod to the beer world and, attracted some new uh, customers, which it has, and, and uh, fans. So we're really happy with Cottonwood. Very happy with Cottonwood. Um, and then the other thing I'll say, so obviously adding hops to cider is a common thing, but um, now a lot of folks are getting into herbs and spices, botanicals. and um, So we're actually testing oh, a cool. recipe right now. Yeah, we hope to come to market later this year with while all of our ciders right now are dry, um, we do recognize there is a appetite for a sweet yeah. cider. So later this year, 
against our cider makers' best <laughs> best uh, wants and judgment, we are going to be uh, coming to market with a sweet cider, and that is going to have some botanicals and additional fr fruit components. So we're excited about that'll that. That'll be fun, though. That'll yeah. be fun. I think it's nice to kind of have, you know, two ends of the spectrum, right? You've got kind of your hoppy ciders, still the really dry fruit, the apple fruit, and then kind of have, you know, because there's, there's always going to be the people out there that are like, I love the tree throwing apple brand. It's my favorite. And you're like, that's terrible. When they came out with a rosé, I about died for it. And when I mean that, I mean like literally died. I had the worst hangover of my entire life. <laughs> it's so much sugar. It is a so lot. Much but I was like, whoa, rosé in like a cool bottle that I could like <laughs> hang out with. I'm down for that. But yeah. I haven't had it since because... It tried to murder me. <laughs> well, that's exciting. So when do you guys plan for that to come to market? There's a lot of equipment needs we have to uh, mm -hmm. figure out, but it'll probably be uh, uh, fall this year. Okay. We're targeting fall. Okay. So cool. We'll more to fun. come. We'll keep our eyes open. Yeah, you got to keep the passion alive, but also please your clientele. Right? We do. We do. <laughs> and, you know, I... There, to your point, the, there is a market out there. We want to make everybody happy, and there's a way to do that. So, can all. You don't want to leave revenue on the table either. You know, not having that as an option. This is true. This is true. <laughs> this, I think it's not that dry. It's, I think it's good, though. Like, it's I, really good. like, this is something you can hang out and sip on for a while. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is yeah. easy drinking. And for one sure. of the things that I love about cider, too, is, you know, when I did, before I found ciders, and I would have you know, a beer of some sort. Um, I always just felt like I'd eaten an entire meal. You yeah. know, like I just felt full and I felt super burpy and, you know, all of bloated. Those yeah, bloated. It's not and cute. And I never, yeah, it's not an attractive, you know, especially, <laughs> you know, before I'm at the hubs and you're trying to like right. be out at the bar or whatever, go on a date, have a glass of beer and you're just like a belching bloated mess like that's not an attractive look like hey shrek let's go on a second date <laughs> it's uh, just not an attractive look so i feel like cider just doesn't do that no it doesn't I love. and so what's great about cider too is because obviously there's fruit apple fruits in there there's all these antioxidants much like wine yeah i mean there yeah. there are some health benefits everything in moderation of course but <laughs> Um, yeah, so it, it's easy drinking. It's, like I said earlier, all natural, gluten-free. I mean, how can you go wrong? So, You guys, I have to share something with you that I have honestly fallen in love with. This year, through my blog, I was given the opportunity to try Bella May's Aqua Lumere. I have the hydrating serum, the hydrating cleanser, and the facial hydrating lotion, and I love every single piece. I suffer from super dry, textured skin, and it has oftentimes looked lifeless and dull, but since I've been using Bella May twice a day for the past three to four months, I have become obsessed. My skin is firmer, my skin tone is even, it's bright and clear and soft, and it's amazing. If you haven't tried Bellamy's Clean Beauty, try it. People are raving about this product. You can try it today at bellamy.com slash emmadon. Well, right? if you can't tell in my voice, I have a little scratch in my throat. So all these antioxidants are, yeah. you know, you're right. just nursing me back to health. Right? We had our wine yesterday. Yeah. We had cider today. You're going to ride this rain tomorrow. I know. <laughs> all these antioxidants. Right? Yep. Awesome. Okay, so what's this one? Okay, this is our this is our Ruby Hard Cider. It is our flagship cider. Um, this is our most popular it's it's a great cider, dry cider, English style. Yeah. Um, I'm excited because I gravitate towards anything that's red. Yeah, like this and is the label and the packaging and like what it's called. Like I would pick You're that. over this one or two. Yeah, but I don't know what's inside yet. You'll get much more of a red apple, um, bigger kind of bolder, fuller mouthfeel. Oh, yeah. um, a bit of almost like a honeycomb finish, not sweet finish, but um, it's really it's really easy drinking. What um, need like? Carbonated, a little bit. Need yeah. situation. That is, I feel like needs are a little bit more sweet mm -hmm. too, right? Mm -hmm. It's good. 
I'm really glad good. you like it. It's it is good. good. This is our most popular. It's, uh, you can find Ruby, our Ruby, throughout the state of Utah. Um, most bars and restaurants carry, definitely carry Ruby and another, if not all, of our products. So pretty, awesome. uh, yeah, our distribution is pretty good in Utah. So it's exciting. That's super exciting. Yeah, 6.8 the ABV. So okay. all of these are really easy drinking, but they do sneak up on you. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. That's how cider rolls, though. Especially when you start getting into some of the bigger ones. There was one, I think it might have been a Portland local one, and I think it was like a 10%. Ooh. It was, and it's so good, like smooth yeah. and not overly sweet, and it's really, really good. And I brought it home for the first time, and both my husband and I were like, we should split that one. <laughs> like, we're not. It was so <laughs> Neither bad. Neither one of us is getting like, a, bowl, a full, like, bottle deep in that one, so. It, it used to be bad because when I was younger, hanging out with my friends, going out in college, I never drank beer, but my thing was, and a lot of, like, the college bar scene didn't have, like, wines and stuff, so I would always drink um, Captain Morgan's Tattoo and Dr. Pepper. Very interesting. I was very young. But all of my friends would be hanging out for long periods of time, watching sports, having bonfires, things like that. And I would always be, like, white girl wasted <laughs> by the end of the night. Because they would be like, oh, let's do shots. And I'm like, I'm already doing shots. Like, every time I take a sip, it's like a shot. So, I, yeah. Those are those college experiences that, like, I will no longer drink vodka because of tequila, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah. oh, just Mine's the thought of it. Morgan's tattoo. Yeah. I, can't, I tried to find it in the liquor store here, and I don't even have it, which is nice because That's it's a, good a thing, danger. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the 25th flavor of Mount, or Dr. Pepper. Yeah. It's Captain Morgan's No, thank tattoo. you. <laughs> yeah, me, not anymore. But, yeah, I would be, like, wasted, like, white girl wasted at the end of the night, and it was just out of control. But, like, it's nice to, like, hang out and, like, sip a glass of wine or have, like, a cider yes. in the summertime. Yeah. yeah. I love ciders in the summer. Just because, like, I can too. sit on, like, my front porch. It's hot outside. Sip some cider. It's and really I think refreshing. because they kind of fall on the same lines of, like, a white wine as far as, like, the crispness mm -hmm. and the lightness of them. I feel like that's probably why. But I totally agree. Like, in the summer, one of our favorite things is to float rivers. And we just get yeah. in our tubes yes. and we float the rivers and we've got like a little floaty inflatable cooler that gets loaded up with, you know, the beer drinkers loaded up with their Coors Lights and then us non-beer drinkers loaded up with ciders yeah. and they're perfect. They're perfect. We should go to Jackson Hole this summer. Hell yeah. All right. Let's well, now it. that we're in cans too, we're very affordable. Very affordable. I love it. I Great love for the can. outdoor enthusiasts. Right? I love that it's not a small can either. Yeah. Less glitter little cans, 16 you know. ounces. <laughs> we're, uh, we're pro-earth around here. You know, you don't want to litter all those extra cans. No. no. Why do you have two when you can just have one? Mm -hmm. Just keep it real around here, people. I do like drinking cider in the summer. Well, I drink cider all year round, but um, I definitely love Seven Mile for the summer. It oh, is yeah. that lighter, kind of easier drinking. Yep. You can still kind of mow the grass yep. after having one or two. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, yeah. So a lot of people do think that they're kind of have that uh, perception that it's a summer drink, but we, we produce it all year round, and it's good with a turkey dinner sure for is. Thanksgiving. You know, sure so. is. <laughs> that yeah. would be great. It is actually yeah. Ruby's one of my favorites for that. It's extremely yeah. versatile. Bowl of chili. Yeah. Oh, the traditional chili and beer. Yeah. Just sub out that beer for a cider. Yeah. Well, so the next one I'm pouring for you now is our Desolation. This is our fruit cider, which is kind of funny because, of course, it's a fruit cider. It's an apple base. But what I mean by that is we've just added another fruit component. Prickly pear. Prickly pear yeah. cactus root. Um, My friend has a cabin up there. In Desolation? Mm-hmm. Well, so we partnered with um, Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance. Whoa. Oh, do you like that? Little oh, bit of like a honeydew melon yes. flavor, almost. Yeah, my voice is so melatonin right now, but <laughs> the inflections are within me right now. 
Seriously. So good. So that good. is delicious. This is our this is our latest release and it is um it is it is it is very good. Um again we've added prickly pear um cactus fruit uh juice to it, which is it gives it a, a little bit of a melon flavor. But the best uh part of this product is we partnered with Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance, um, which if you're not aware of that local nonprofit, um they're like 10,000 strong in membership. And what they're trying to do is protect and preserve our wild Utah lands. And part of um, one of the canyons that they help to protect is desolation. Um, and of course, Bears Ears, we've heard that all in the news. They're, they're the driving force behind that. So anyway, we partnered with them and we said, we really want to help in your efforts. And um, what can we do? Let's make a cider. So we made desolation using ingredients that are common to the canyon, prickly pear. Um, and 10% of every bottle, uh, the proceeds from every bottle sold goes back to SUA. So last year we donated almost $12,000 in, um, in donations. So That's fantastic. Yeah, it's That's a, so cool. It's a fun collaboration with them and anything we can do to help us. Uh, Keep and preserve our, our wild Utah, southern Utah lands is a good thing. Heck yes. I love I, it. Uh, I actually met my son's dad while I was living in Bryce. I okay. took a break from my grown-up financial life and was, I thought for sure, I was over corporate America. Um, so I moved to Las Vegas and decided I was going to become a flight attendant. And I was going to travel the world for the rest of my life. Well, I'm a chicken, so that didn't happen because I you don't I, like to fly. Well, <laughs> <That would> be... <laughs> it was concerning. You know, I'm one of those like I'm like a mouse. Like I'll talk a big game, and and then like when the time comes to actually do it, I chicken out. So I took an international sales position for a resort there, and that's where I met my son's dad down in Bryce, and it's a beautiful area. But I've been hearing so much about how they are trying to dig oil and, like, kind of build houses and neighborhoods and stuff all over this national park. And most of southern Utah, nobody really knows. It's just, like, a desert. But, it like, most of it's national park land. Right, right. And they are miles and miles and acres and acres and acres of land big. Like, they're ginormous. And they're beautiful. But it has been a battle between people who want to preserve that and keep it natural and original and safe and right. people who want to kind of develop that and turn it into resort-style living and mine the oil Industry. or kind of just knock all of that natural glory down. It's so, so depressing. And coming from Colorado where we saw that happen, coming from Oregon where we saw that happen, I mean, it's... It's hap it happens everywhere, and I love that you guys have kind of partnered. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh oh, you're getting my sickness. Editing. I think you guys are spending too much time together sharing germs. Right? Well, yeah, and then you got, you know, kid germs on top of it. One of those daycare. Damn kids. Disgusting. Um, what petri dishes. They are. They're absolutely <laughs> disgusting little beings. Um but I love that you guys have partnered with this organization, and that's a that's an ask that's a big donation. I mean, that speaks a lot about not only that organization, but you guys as a cidery and getting the name out and getting the partnership out. Like that's that's amazing. I now, love that. do you have a place on your website where people can just donate directly? Actually, we don't, but that's a great idea. Um, I, I'm sure my marketing gal is listening right now, so okay, get good. that done. <laughs> well, I will make list. sure to put Mountain West Hard Ciders link in the description box. So if you guys want to order um, Desolution, do you ship outside of Utah? Uh, we do not do any shipping, no. And um, at this point, we're just in Utah, so... But you can come to the cidery here at 425 North, 400 West, and pick up a bottle. Or, like I said earlier, we're, we're broadly distributed throughout all the liquor stores through, throughout Utah. So Yeah. Utah so locals. Yes, I love it. So do you guys have all of your ciders in 
the liquor stores? Or are there any exclusive just to the tasting room? There are exclusives just to okay. the tasting room. All of our year-round ciders, so Seven Mile, Cottonwood, Ruby, and Desolation are in liquor store. But we okay. have, like, what we're about to try right now is uh, Stillwater, which is our barrel-age series. That's a small batch um, okay. artisanal cider. So the department, the Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control, they only pick up large quantities of, of, of things. So... Um, we'll always have kind of one specialty available here awesome. at the cidery for for tasting and purchase. So cool. Nice. So this is a fun one. You can feel a little on. special, right? We did talk about earlier that ten percent cider that yeah. you had tried. So this yeah. is a nine yes. percent. Um, it is our Stillwater. It's a part of our Barrel Age series. Every year we change it out. This year we partnered with Wyoming Whiskey, and what we do is we still ferment the cider, we still process the cider normally. What we don't do is we don't carbonate it. Um, we age it flat or still sure. okay. um, for six months. Um, so it's aged in those oak barrels, and what it does um, is it takes on some of the characteristics of whatever product was in there previously very common in the beverage industry overall. For instance, a local distillery here wants to buy our barrels after we've aged our cider in them because they want to they want to do make a liquor that has apple notes. So well, I noticed that when we did the Outlaw tour. Yes. Yeah. Um, they and it and he said it was very common too to kind yeah. of pass along and recycle, recycle. those barrels because yeah. it gives such a unique flavor. And I love like, I freaking love that, like, as we are, you know, making all of these connections throughout right. the community, like, we were at Toasted Barrel yesterday doing our photo shoot, which had the Outlaw Distillery Barrel. Yes, it was and so cool. we've done their tour, and we've seen other barrels in their facility, and to come here today and have you talk about, you know, using other barrels for distilleries and sharing your barrels. Like I love I love it. I'm excited to see like what next year or the next two years has because if you keep rotating these bottles, the flavor is gonna keep getting more unique and unique and unique every time. I know I love it. Yep. Changes every time. So with this one, um definitely on the note, yep, you just got your nose in there, which yeah, don't be shy. Um oh. Yeah, so you definitely pick up the uh whiskey yes. kind of notes, the yeah. the oak. I'm a little uh, scared. No, don't be scared. Oh my God, it smells caramel, so good. vanilla. It is flat. Um, you'll notice there aren't any bubbles in there. There's no carbonation. This is this is Holy um shit. That is so good. <laughs> really? This is really. I was good. waiting for you because I'm scared. Oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Okay, you guys. Seriously, you've got to get your asses down here and get a bottle of this. This is so good. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I was super scared because when I took a sniff, and I know, like, I'm, I, I probably shouldn't sniff everything, but I'm a sniffer. Definitely with this one, you I have thought to it was going to yeah. be way stronger than it is, but no, it's, it's smooth so and good. Like, That's what's hard. Velvety, kind of. It's very nice. This is. This is dangerous okay. yeah that's right that's exactly where i was going that's why we put this little cage cap on it so you don't have to feel forced to drink the entire 750 milliliter bottle um, but if you want to next to a fire by by all means um but yeah it's definitely already in your home in your pajamas yeah exactly um, this is a fun one. Uh, we, we're really proud of this version of Stillwater and I like it exactly how you guys are drinking it neat. Yes. That's also how I like my whiskey. Just kind of poured in a glass yep. room temperature sipping. Yep. Not to say it's not good cold or over the rocks or, um, but I prefer it this way. You definitely get all those great whiskey notes. So. It is so good. You should keep a bottle of this in your desk. Yes. So we were talking because when I was a child, I always thought like you made it, like you were the top of the corporate ladder or you were somebody who was important. And like, that was always, I never knew what I wanted to be, but I knew that's what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to like have a fancy office and have like a bar cart <laughs> or like have the desk where like I had like a stash of like scotch and wines. And we were talking about it because she's taking, um, what, 
went to oh, the bottle of the, the outlaw, outlaw distillery. She took it to work, and I'm like, oh man, you've made it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also old and have zero fucks to give about what I keep at my desk at work. If you can drink at work and not get fired, you've literally made it in life. Luckily, I work mostly from home. Right. For now. Right. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, the culture in our office, um, I feel like there there is a change in the wind, if you will, um, as far as, you know, the, the the folks that they are hiring. Not to say that, you know, the Utah culture isn't present there as well, but I think even then, it's like, my boss is like, okay, so this is who I've hired. She's going to keep whiskey in her desk. But she's really, really good at her job, so I can't complain. <laughs> I love a more just freelance style of thinking and yeah. living yeah. like, like coming from Cleveland it is such a city of coexistence right where I had friends from all over the world all different ethnicities and culture and religion and it was just fun that Cleveland made it fun to interact with people who are different right um, and they really embraced differences in a way that I really appreciate now that I'm a, an adult. When I was in high school, I was the anywhere but here girl. Yes. I always. wanted to get out and like go to California or New York City, but now that I'm an adult and I'm starting to raise my own son, I really kind of appreciate that like togetherness that Cleveland has to offer and right. just the East Coast in general. But Jennifer, are you and your husband both from Utah? No, actually, I'm from Philadelphia okay. um, originally. He's he's from Pennsylvania, just outside Harrisburg, which is like central Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, but he's been in the army, so he's lived everywhere. Um, but yeah, no, we're from. We met in Philadelphia. We moved out here just about ten years ago. Okay. Um, so Utah is home, and I do I do think that we've seen a lot of shifts and changes here in Salt Lake, especially. Um, and it is a cute little, you know, communal vibe, and it is growing. We've yeah. got a lot more restaurants and bars and more people um, navigating and living, you know, downtown, which is, is um, adding to the diversity. Oh, the influx of population. Yeah. Just So I looked for a place here in Utah two years ago, and I looked in Harriman, and I'm like, okay, this is a cute small town. Just in two years, I've come back, and I now live in Harriman. It is like fully blended in, like yeah. there's no yeah. gaps, there's, no there's de- nothing, there's no line- like delineation between townhouses, apartments, condos. Yeah. It's all there. An entire apartment building went up just from the time I've lived here. It's insane. It's well, insane. you look at the city skyline, and oh you just, I mean the amount of cranes going yeah. up yeah. there, yeah. and they're, they're all for living, you know, housing. Yeah. So yeah. it's a fun time that we're being here and I think we're about to see some massive growth and it's just fun to be part of it. It really is. It's super exciting. It reminds me a lot of Portland when I first moved there in 2000. Um, You know, still, still small enough that you feel safe. Like I don't feel, I mean, even in downtown, like I don't, I've spent enough evenings in downtown. Like I don't feel unsafe. In downtown Salt Lake. Like, I I've always like, had an uncomfortable safeness about Utah. It, like I'm like, there's something wrong because there's not something wrong happening. Right. Like when you're from Cleveland, you hear sirens and there's right, right. and there's people walking around and there's weird stuff happening and there's hipsters and leather jackets and all kinds of crazy stuff going on. And I'm like, okay, I've gotten comfortable with the chaos. Yes. But yes. here there's very little chaos. Very little chaos. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, now I'm uncomfortable because I'm, like, too safe. Right. Well, <laughs> I feel like it's funny because people are always like, well, what's it like? What's it like living there? Like, how is it? Do you like it? This, that, and the other. And yeah, and I always feel so funny. Like, I think I said this earlier. Like, yeah, it's safe. It's clean. Normal. Like, like the like, things that people, like, are searching for and striving for. Yeah. I'm kind of like, those are like on my con list. <laughs> I feel like me and Tara connected in this way because and I've lived in almost every single city, like major city. I've lived in South Philadelphia. I've lived in um, Buffalo and all over. The, I've traveled all over this country back and forth. And Utah is the only place people ever ask me about. Yes. You know, yes. like they're always like, so, uh, 
so you you live in Utah now, right? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, like, yes yeah. and no. Because you know what that follow-up question yeah. always is. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I love meeting people um, like you and seeing what you're doing here and kind of, even though you're kind of in this outside circle, you're still like, your focus is on community and Utah in general and just bettering it for any way that you can. Yeah, I love it. I, I like this kind of subculture we're creating. Yes. And we're yes. in the in the midst of. That's very it. interesting. Yes. The more Maybe I'll have a different answer for people when they ask me when I've been here ten years. <laughs> be like, so how do you like Utah? Well, I I don't know what my answer is gonna be in ten right? years. In ten years? Who knows? Yeah, and it's been crazy to watch how fast Portland grew and changed in seventeen years. You know, I moved there in two thousand and we left just last January and it's grown and changed so much and it'll be interesting to watch Salt Lake and see what happens here in, in that same regard. Yeah. I hope we still remain Salt Lake though. I, hope I, so too. I don't get me wrong. I do like Portland. I've been there a couple of times, but yeah. um, I like Salt Lake for its uniqueness. So. I do too. I do too. I think that there's definitely, again, there's, there's a change in the wind, which I can get behind a hundred percent and support. And, you know, to find a way to be a part of that in some level. And I think, you know, this podcast definitely helps with that. We're meeting some amazing, phenomenal women. We get like, to I meet, just, like, the coolest people ever. Yeah, we really do. I, I am saving our first male guest for Real AF. Yes, yes. So, sorry, all of you male listeners. <laughs> um, you got to wait until he comes on first. Cause right. Right. He hand-delivered my coffee in person. Isn't he just the most adorable person ever? And he, too? like, brought his kids. I know. It was the most charming so thing. Great. And I felt so bad because I was totally naked. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, he knocks okay, on the door. Elaborate. <laughs> so, I don't answer my door. I don't know enough people here or know them well enough to where they would feel comfortable just showing up at my house. So, when I get a knock on the door, I assume it's a missionary. And I've already told them I'm a lesbian. I already told them that... You answered I, it with your glass of wine. I, yeah, I've answered it with wine. I've told them the most ridiculous things just because I, I love joking with anybody who randomly knocks on my door. Because that is my home. It's my private space. If you're going to knock on my door out of the blue, you're going to get some jokes. And I'm not a lesbian. I have a baby. But <laughs> you can um, be a lesbian you can't and have be. a baby. That's right. <laughs> I thought it would be so much easier. We need to have them on the show because yeah. I just... All of my friends that are lesbians, they have, like, the most simple relationships. And I'm like, you're so lucky. Because I'm trying to get this man who drives trains and plays hockey to understand my feelings. And he doesn't. <laughs> but anyway, that's a totally different we episode. But, um, so, yeah, like, he randomly knocked on my door and I wasn't expecting it. And, you know, I'm at home. I'm naked, you know, so I, like, hurry up and, like, I put my robe on and I look out the people and I'm like, oh, it's, like, a random person, but they have kids. I was like, oh, man, I don't know who this is. What's happening? Um, and I thought it was like, oh, maybe it's the husband from the girl who lives below me because she's been wanting to get our kids together for a play date. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll put a robe on for that. So I, I answered it. My hair is, like, in a messy mom bun. I answer the door. I'm in my robe, fully, like, nude underneath. And he hands me two bags of coffee. And I'm like, oh, my God. Thank you so much for hand-delivering this. <laughs> but then I'm, like, so awkward, so taken back. And Mike is like, you're so rude. Why didn't you invite him in? And I'm like, because I'm fucking naked. naked bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I felt, I did feel, I did feel bad. And I sent him an apology email. <laughs> saying thank you so much for hand delivering this this was yeah. very nice of you i do apologize for my 90 year old woman bathrobe and the fact that i was naked and didn't invite you in and he's like no i totally get it but my wife ordered pizza so my kids were like oh my god can we go <laughs> so, she's so down to earth i love him so much <laughs> but yeah um yeah bradley just so you know send me a send me a text before you knock on my door again because <laughs> I, I might be naked <laughs> Little warning next time. Yeah, day. right? A little yeah. heads up. But what a great treat. You open your door know, to right? hand delivered coffee? Yeah. Hand- what? Yeah. What? And they Bradley, we need to talk. You need to stop bringing it to the office. I need a hand delivered. No. <laughs> Don't steal my special moment. <laughs> my awesome. hand delivery. Yes. 
So what's the last one we have, Jennifer? I'm oh, so excited. So this is bottles are so intriguing. Yeah, so this is and all this is another one of our uh, specialty small batch ciders and this is also in a 750 milliliter bottle. That's not to say that all of our special limited releases will be, but sure. just so happen this one is. Um, so this is our green urban lunchbox cider. You'll notice the label is much different yeah. from the rest of ours. Very yeah, different. Very it has different. a tree on it. it and does. I know how much you hate this. <laughs> and there is no canyon called the green urban lunchbox either. Right. But right. there is a local nonprofit organization called the green urban lunchbox. And they're a great organization. What they do is they um, pick and harvest uh, residential and commercial fruit trees. So I always like to talk about my neighbor when we talk about Green Urban Lunchbox because she's a 75-year-old single woman um, who has multiple fruit trees on her property. Living my dream life. <laughs> she has cats. No, I'm kidding. Um, but anyway, she she obviously can't get out and pick her fruit every year. So it ends up just being a mess, rots on the ground. Right. What Green Urban Lunchbox does to their volunteer-only um, uh, kind of community is they go out to these houses and, and these commercial buildings um, through their fruit share program, they will pick your fruit for you. And they'll offer the homeowner a third of the, the pickings. Um, but a lot of the homeowners are just like, go ahead and take it. So they'll try to, they'll sell it at farm stands and farmers markets. They also make a non-sweet press cider or non, non-alcohol sweet cider. Um, but a lot of it they weren't able to keep up with or the apples were bruised or otherwise like not pretty for sale. Yeah. So they were throwing them away. And we approached them and we're like, hey, look, I know you're getting rid of a lot of your your apples. We don't care what that fruit looks like. Right. We just want to press it and make a cider out of it. And why don't we collaborate and make good, give back? Yeah. So this is our hyper-local hard cider um, that we collaborated with Green Urban Lunchbox on. So those apples that you're going to taste are apples from within like 15, 20 miles of Salt Lake City. Um, there's over 20 varieties of apples in, in this blend. Um, we It sells for $14.99, but $5 of which goes back to Green Urban Lunchbox, which ultimately supports local food banks here in Salt Lake City and Utah. Your mission and Utah. is so beautiful. And they might not be the prettiest apples, but they taste damn good. This one is, yeah, it's very apple forward. Yeah. I would I would argue probably yeah, that was more, more apple-y. And I'm yes. so, wow. Yeah, that is so good. Yeah, a little bit of like a almost kiwi, kiwi note finish. Um, yeah. We wild yeast ferment it and bottle condition it without getting like super geeky on you. But um, so every one of our ciders I talked to you about, we yeah. select a specific yeast for it. With Green Urban Lunchbox, we allow the yeast that are naturally occurring on the fruit in the air when we process it to kind of kickstart or, or um, start fermentation. So it's a really fun thing for our cider maker to do. Yeah. Um, it's also the challenges when you do that, there's a risk that it gets away from you and basically it picks up aromas and flavors that are maybe undesirable. Yeah. Um, but clearly in this, in this batch, it's, it's been amazing. And at the end result is really nice. It is nice. It's really I'm a big good. fan it's of that. Such one. a different flavor I like from the any lunch cider box. I've ever had. The Seven Mile and the Cottonwood, I think, are Those my are top three. Those are my top three. Yeah. Oh. And <laughs> Desolation. And Desolation. <laughs> and we it, might as well throw Ruby in there while you're I like Ruby, but I didn't want to be like, uh, what is it called? Like a, a follower. You know, I, I try oh, to you're keep you're a trailblazer. My, yeah, no, I get it. I try to keep my uniqueness. You know, everyone likes Ruby. It has enough love. I want to pass my love to the ones that are... Yeah, I'm I'm Less obsessed with still water. Like obsessed. Obsessed. Yeah. Like, I would I can't see I can't have still water as a favorite because I would drink too much <laughs> and I would get a hangover and I'm almost thirty. So I'm trying to You're such a baby. I'm trying you. to not get <laughs> hangovers like I had in college. Right. It's my goal. Right. Good. To get rid of hangovers by the time I'm thirty because then I'm gonna be like a real grown up. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm obsessed with all of these. This one is like probably the most unique cider I have ever had. Uh, yeah, I've never tasted anything like never. that. Never. It's so great. And what an awesome like nonprofit group to yeah. partner with. Like, yeah, they're an amazing, amazing organization. If you if you're not familiar with them, definitely look them up and 
they're usually at the uh, Salt Lake Farmers Market okay. downtown, and yeah, Good. definitely stop by and, and say hello. Like yeah, I said, absolutely. they're primarily volunteer for you know communities. So I love all the charity work you guys do you on too. top of being a small business that's local and woman run. I'm I'm a sucker for a passion project. Yes. I if you've listened to any of the other episodes, I dive into every passion project, which I'm somebody who is just a passionate person. So it's very overwhelming, but <laughs> I love a good passion project. My grandpa said, and he said this multiple times to me growing up that if you spend your time doing something that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Yes. And that has always been so in the back of my head every single day. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And we'll definitely put the description in the description box. We will put a link to both charities, both organizations, because I, I feel like, again, I feel like there's such a, a, a draw and a drive for people to find something that they can give back to. And these are both amazing organizations. They are. Yeah. Thank we you. might be new to Utah, but that doesn't mean we don't want them like to not destroy it. Right. You know, so yes. we're, we're big supporters of preserving the wild lands here, national parks. Absolutely. Um, and also, we are a part of a mission to um, just revamp some of the liquor laws here in Utah. Mm-hmm. So I will um, I will make sure to put all of that in the description box. Absolutely. Along with your website. Yes. And it was so great chatting with you and trying all of these today. It was my pleasure having you. Um, I was expecting something very different, but I, I like it. Good. I was going to say hopefully you're pleasantly <laughs> surprised. <laughs> I was actually, I'm very surprised. I've tasted some ciders that were more beer-like than cider-like. Yeah. But I've liked every single one of these. Yes. Thank you. I'm a happy cider girl. Yeah. Super now, happy. All right. Let's get off of here and the show and let's go shop. Yes, let's do that. Let's go spend some money. Thanks, (laughs) Jennifer. Thank Thank you. you.